Hey everyone, episode 33, welcome to the show. I think the last two episodes have begun with me declaring it has been one of those weeks. Today, I'll explain. You see, it hasn't just been a week. For the last few months, I feel as if I've been hooked up to a set of battery cables. The gods handed me a bolt of lightning and said, Hey kid, hang on to this. Crackling, sizzling, and quite frankly, making a few people around me very nervous. Trust me, I'm aware. It's the shift, and it's caught me off guard. I wasn't braced well enough to take the punches. For a while, I was in the corner with my gloves up, elbows tucked to my ribcage, absorbing blows, waiting for my vision to clear. Well, it's clear. It's said that our bodies change every seven years or so. Maybe you've heard it referred to as Steiner's map of human development. Back in the early 20th century, philosopher and teacher Rudolf Steiner was known for his ability to connect spiritual and scientific concepts together. He's probably most well-known for this map of human development, which theorized that our lives are comprised of cycles as we move from childhood to adulthood. These cycles last seven years, and in each of these cycles, we're presented with challenges and rewards. If we face the challenges with courage, sincerity, and enthusiasm, we benefit from what we learn or discover. Our psychological and spiritual development then reap the rewards. Ages 0 to 7, 7 to 14, 14 to 21, and so on. Each block has its own clarification and breakdown as to what Steiner believes we can expect to see in our development during that time period. And if you know anything about transitions, you know they can be messy. If you haven't handled your business, healed what hurt you, you'll end up bleeding on people who didn't cut you. These cycles in nature are not unusual. Biologists tell us human cells replace themselves every seven to 10 years. And in astronomy, every seven years, there are shifts and changes in the cosmos That influenced the energies in our lives in major ways. If you want to go deeper, Shakespeare wrote about the seven stages of man. There are seven days in the work week, seven continents, and seven seas. Seven shows up in biblical references such as the world being built in seven days, seven deadly sins, etc. Now, some folks believe that life is lived in a linear fashion. You're born, you work, you die. Others, myself included, believe that life is less rigid and comprised of these cycles. In each of these cycles, we attempt, we fail, we replenish, rejuvenate, and then reinvent. And in June, if all goes according to plan, I'll turn 57. My 56th year, or the completion of my 56th year, marks the end of one of these cycles. While I'm not thrilled with the fact that I'm one year closer to worm food, I am excited by what's in between you know, here, and worm food. You see, Steiner defines the period of time between 49 and 56, the cycle I'm about to complete, as the period in which we should be experiencing a spiritual awakening. Our vision and understanding of life should be expanding. At this point in our journey, we have experience. We've suffered great failures and tasted success. Life has softened us a bit and given us ample opportunity to examine and refine our perspective. And if we've acknowledged and integrated the lessons from all the previous cycles, if we've nurtured our soul, it's in this period that we begin to play a larger role. 
we become key players in our communities and in society in general. It's the period in which we actually become the person we've always longed to be. Where it gets very interesting and exciting is with this coming cycle, the one Steiner describes as the crossroads, a period of mastery. Steiner believed the age 56 to be a major turning point, where newly developed intuitive and spiritual powers merge into a single consciousness. In this cycle, we recognize our mission and begin to devote all of our talents, acquired wisdom, and understanding to a cause greater than ourself and our ambition. In this period, like the previous one, our perspective has softened. We're no longer thrown off course by daily mishaps, and like before, if we've integrated the lesson from prior cycles, if we've calmed the mind, intuition becomes the guiding sense. It begins a period of mastery, personal growth, and power. It may be a bold assertion, but I feel like this period arrived a little early. Christmas Eve 2022, to be exact. I was at a party with some dear friends standing off to the side, actively appreciating the richness in my life. I felt the click, an actual click that something was happening. And I've felt it in the past. This little voice in my head says, hey, this is one of those moments. Pay attention. Remember this. I can't really verbalize what physically happened that night. I've tried. I've written it out a dozen times, and each attempt ends up as a pile of ash. I just can't seem to find the words, and words are usually never a problem for me. But since that moment, I've noticed things appearing in my life, like waypoints directing me along, and I have been paying attention. And then this week, as I was doing my normal prep and outlining what this piece was going to be about, another waypoint appeared in the form of a book suggestion that showed up in my inbox. The book, by a guy named Greg McEwen, is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. It's the waypoint I didn't know I was searching for, and it gave me the word I didn't know I was searching for all along. Essential. That's the word the perfect word to connect the previous cycle to the coming cycle. You see, as a self-described minimalist for the last decade or so, I've always had a problem with the term minimalism, with the image it conjures up, like somebody living out of a backpack or in an apartment with a single piece of furniture. I don't know. It just never worked. I tried to use the word leaner. It didn't do it either. I've spoken about minimalism. I've even written books on it. It's been a major piece of my puzzle. Simplifying my life when I did allowed me to focus on the parts of myself that needed attention. And for the longest time, there was so much noise around me and in my brain, controlling what I was able to control kept any additional noise to a minimum. Pardon the pun. Living an incredibly lean life allowed me then and still allows me to create the space, the space to notice what needs noticing when it needs it. But I like McEwen's word a lot better. It's not minimal. It's not lean. It's essential. Absolutely necessary. Indispensable. McEwen used another phrase that I love. Exceptionally valuable. 
He said, once you decide what is exceptionally valuable in your life, your path and your behavior will automatically begin to shift. It's not about less. It's about essential. Essential relationships. Essential living. Do less, but do it better. Focus, deliberate, and prioritize. And once you determine what's essential in your life, everything else becomes trivial. The spiritual awakening that Steiner describes, where intuitive and spiritual powers merge into a single consciousness, comes into full view when we attach the word essential to the coming cycle. When, if, we prioritize what is essential, the trivial falls away and we can now allow space for the intuition to guide us. Until a few years ago, I liked to describe myself as multi-passionate. I used to think being well-versed in a lot of different areas meant that I'd never become obsolete. I would always be able to adapt and move forward. I've changed my mind. Maybe it's the result of the last two cycles, but multi-passionate now feels a lot like clutter. Mental clutter. Distraction. Too many things to focus on. Confusing busy with productive. And when you're constantly adapting and adjusting, constantly overcommitted, overwhelmed, and overstimulated, there is no space for the intuition to flourish. Industrialist and philanthropist Andrew Mellon said, When everything is precious, nothing is precious. Transition can be messy. We don't know what it looks like on the other side. We have to trust our development. Trust that the work we've done will give us the strength to walk confidently into that next cycle. We have to trust our intuition. I will be the first to admit, sometimes that's a big ask. I make this ask every week when I produce these episodes. It's an experiment. And in doing so, I've inadvertently discovered that I am circling my wagons, drawing in, protecting my essentials. I know there will be painful moments ahead. I know there will be revelatory moments as well. I will try to be present in all of them. So, where are you? What cycle are you in the middle of? About to begin or transition out of? Have you been able to recognize the shift? Is there space where you are for your intuition? Too many questions, I know. But wherever you are in the process, I hope there is peace. And moving forward, I'm clear on the mission. I've got my essentials. But this lightning thing... I haven't quite figured out how to hold it yet. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And please share it with your friends because the show doesn't go anywhere without you. If you want to get on the email list or find out how to support the show, you can do both at themindunset.com. 
Next week, Strong Coffee, Strong Women, my guest is host of the Modern Sage podcast and an inspirational speaker. Leah Guy is an intuitive healer and author of three self-care books. Her latest is Overcoming Toxic Emotions, a practical guide to building better relationships with yourself and others. She uses her own personal experience and triumphs over anxiety, sexual assault, and addiction to help others heal. It's often that we got to go to that place, you know, and that place looks different for everyone. It could be a million different things. For me, it was a haunted house in the woods in New Jersey. But, you know, it can be a million different reasons. It can be an age. It can be a loss. It can be a time period. It can be hormones. It can be a divorce. It, it, it can be a new job. It can be a zillion things that bring you to this place where you can only see yourself, nothing but yourself, or nothing but nothingness, the unknown. And, and in that imitation, we're asked a lot of really important questions. Her courses and events have helped thousands of people around the world. I'll be here. I hope you will, too. And until then, be nice. Do good stuff.